Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, May 5th. Welcome to Cinco de Mayo Day. And uh, I hope that your week is going well as we uh, start to uh, really get into some heavy earnings seasons right now. And just to remind you, there's several places where you can connect with us uh, via Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, whether that's uh, on Light FM uh, 105.7 or whether that's on the weekend on um, uh, 7.30, Highland 7.30 uh, News Talk Radio. So, hey, connect with us. We'd love to spend some time with you uh, as, we, uh, as we continue to work through this year of, uh, of 2021. So excited about that. We've got Dave coming up next and, uh, and we'll talk about earnings. We'll talk about ADP report and see what else might be on the horizons. 5.7 FM crowded hours morning day. Place isn't too crowded here. I'm pretty much uh, sitting by myself in the air studio scratching where it itches. Oh, wait, I do have friends. I, I've got friends online because it's time to check in on your money and find out what's going on with your IRA and 401k. And for that, I got my friend Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services here to tell us what's going on. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Doing well today. It's Cinco de Mayo Day, so I'm sure everybody will be partying tonight. I intend to have a margarita for dinner in celebration of this auspicious occasion. Uh, you told me right before we went on the air, and it was a headline I missed, that Janet Yellen said one of the eight dirty words you can't say in public. Everybody knows about the seven, but the eighth is interest rate increase yesterday. And the earth didn't cave in. What happened? No, but she has been out there talking about how um, interest rates may have to go up um, to slow this economy down. That she's uh, a little fearful that um, you know it may be overheating, and so she's uh, she's starting to wave that flag that we may need to see interest rates increase. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, her and Powell um, what what happens and, and who wins that battle. Well, you know, we wouldn't want to see too many people get jobs because that would mess up the stimulus program or something. Time to slow the economy down quick before everybody gets a job, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I was having that discussion this morning with some folks. At, you know, it's just sad when you can't get folks to come to work. Um, and, and it's tough. And, it, hey, if you're getting a stimulus check and you're getting, you know, unemployment more than what you'd make if you were working – why go back to work? And that's hurting the small businessman. It's hurting the big business guy too, but uh, really it hurting is. the small business person. Absolutely, especially in the food trade where wages start out on the low side down the line and uh, it isn't in defense of the trade, not the highest uh, paying job of the bunch. Uh, it's not an irrational decision either on part, of the, on part of some of the employees saying, wait a minute here, I'm getting $600 a week worth of unemployment, and uh, on a good week, I might make that. I, 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 I'm not sure if I was in that position, I wouldn't make a similarly rational decision. Oh, that, that's true. But, I mean, I, it goes to government, right? I mean, at what point do we need to uh, make some changes? And I, I know it'll expire in September, but by September, we may be in trouble um, trying to find enough employees to do what we need them to do. That's true, but I, some, somehow the idea of choking off the economy with an interest rate increase does not strike me as the solution to that problem. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, so who knows better about interest rate? The, the 
the head of the Treasury or the head of the Federal Reserve? I don't know, but the head of the Treasury was the head of the Federal Reserve that cut those interest rates down to the bone, if we all recall correctly. That's right. That's right. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, that was a headline this morning as I uh, started doing some research. It's one that I got a sneaking hunch I'm going to file under political news more than economic news, though, in the final <laughs> analysis. Talking uh, economic news that actually did happen, uh, we're into the first week of the month, and that means we're starting to get that flood of monthly unemployment news. And uh, ADP on the first Wednesday always puts out their estimate as to how many private sector jobs were created last month. You dug a little deeper than I had time to. Uh, ADP said we created 742,000 private sector jobs last month. The expectation was 800, but... Uh, when you dig a little deeper, it kind of looks like we made the 800. We just did it across two months, didn't we? Well, I, I think that may be the case. I mean, yeah, we missed on this month, but they revised last month upward to 565,000. And so remember that um, last year, I mean, last month, we were at like 517,000 was ADP's number. So if you look at those two numbers combined, uh, I, I think we're pretty much in line with expectations. And that's good news, and it's kind of being reflected in the stock market. Uh, the stuff that came out yesterday pretty much was close to expectations anyway, and positive moves on all of them. Factory orders were up by 1.1%. That's a little off what they expected, but not monstrously. Durable goods continued to grow by a little bit, up by eight-tenths of a percent, and I didn't have an expectation on that. So by and large, uh, the market, uh, based upon what I was seeing from yesterday, at least as far as the blue chips are concerned, uh, pretty much said, well, we're doing what we said we were going to do. So except for the NASDAQ, which uh, kind of suffered a loss, we're saying uh, we're holding, holding steady, right? Well, that's right. I mean, and I, I think I did see where the NASDAQ's loss yesterday, which was pretty substantial, down over 250 points, uh, yeah. was the biggest loss they've had since uh, sometime in March. That's, it was a substantial one. Setting the table, just so that folks realize what we're talking about, the Dow was up by 19.8 points, which is basically old steady with a little pin, tinge of pink. Standard & Poor's was off by 28, which sounds like a lot, but then again, in the context of a 4,160-point number, 28 isn't all that big. NASDAQ, on the other hand, did drop 261 points in the day, and it kind of makes me uh, wonder what was driving that chip shortages, concerns in trade, and, well, the fact that uh, Australia is actually saying they may go to war with China, that probably didn't help any either in an import-sensitive index. No, probably not. You know, those things uh, do definitely raise some concerns. I got to think that the, the chip thing is becoming, I mean, it already has been, but, it, but that's becoming a real thorn in the side of a lot of industries right now. I believe it. I, it, it. And the things it affects are the things you wouldn't necessarily intuitively expect. Uh, the thing that we may have made the top line headline is the automotive industry. All our cars are run by computers these days. If they can't plug in a chip, they can't sell me the car. That's right. I mean, uh, with the folks I was sitting at breakfast this morning, Qantas, and they were saying, you know, hey, look, the, if you look at a car dealership now, there's not near as many cars on that lot that there used to be because they're all sitting up at the factory because they don't have that chip they need, that last final piece to be able to get delivered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're willing to buy the stuff they can only get it to us, but the problem is it's hard to get it to us these days. That's it's true. a uh, 
It's a monstrously busy day as far as earnings season. What number did I have? Let's see. 491. I'd already thrown my notes out. 491 quarterly reports coming out from the stock market today. Any top-line stuff we ought to know about that you see in the early morning quotes? Well, you know, I thought I'd go through half of them this morning before we get off the air. How's that sound? I'll see you about 11. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do have some some names out there that everybody will recognize. First one's General Motors. Um, they beat by by 100% or better. They came at 200, $2.25 a share compared to 104 that was expected. Now, revenue was just slightly above forecast. Um, as they've, uh, again, help, been helped by being able to keep that auto price strong. And, uh, and their GM financial arm did well also. So, uh, so on both sides of the coin, they did well, trading up about 3.7% right now um, before we get started. So that's, uh, I think that's the only thing I have in the automotive industry. But hey, in the, in the kind of the touristry industry, uh, and I kind of put Lyft and Uber in that division because people travel, they use Lyft and Uber and a, a lot. So they, uh, Lyft came out, they lost 35 cents a share, but that was uh, a lot less than the 53 that was expected. Uh, forecast, uh, revenue exceeded forecast. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're continuing to build ridership as people are back active again, uh, trading up 3.2% this morning. And then kind of keeping with that uh, touristry, travel industry, we have Hilton Worldwide. Now, they weren't quite so lucky. They did, uh, they eked out a two cent per share gain, uh, but they were expected to make like eight cents a share. So they missed on earnings. They missed on revenue. So you can guess, uh, Dave, what's happening to their stock price today. Uh, yep. down, down about 1% uh, before we get going this morning. Once again, we're not charitable at all to companies that are recovering. You start recovering now or you're going to get whacked on the stock market, right? That's right. Now, this one was interesting to me. Match Group, with if you remember, the dating website has Tinder and other uh, dating websites. They, uh, they beat estimates by 17 cents a share. Uh, came in at like 57 cents. Uh, revenue did well. Uh, they feel like they, they benefited from the pandemic. Um, and they're trading up, uh, I don't know, they may be one of your big winners today, Dave. They're up 6.2% this morning. Wow. Yeah. I Yeah, I suppose, you know, fa fa fantasy dating while half the world is locked down, probably it's a good thing for Tinder. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, hey, we did have another, I forgot we had Caesars Entertainment reported too. Um, and and it, it just said that they had a smaller than expected loss. Uh, for the first quarter, which, which kind of threw me for a loop because one of the places I looked, one of my tip sheets actually showed the loss bigger than expected. So I don't know who's right, but I'm assuming that this one's right because their share price was uh, doing well this morning. Um, back up over 100, to, uh, up 7.8% uh, this morning. Evidently, the investors believe the one that said they beat, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's a good thing for them. Um, this announcement, now this isn't earnings, but I found this one interesting. ODP, which took me a little bit, minute, a little minute to figure out what that was. And that's Office Depot. Thank you. Um, I was going yeah. to put the same bill that way. <laughs> yeah, they're the owners of Office Depot, Office Max locations. Well, they are going to spin off 
and separate into two publicly traded companies. Um, the retail establishment of Office Depot, Office Max will be under one uh, entity and they're going to, uh, to spin off their business to business operations. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but they, they haven't decided what they're going to call that yet, but they're going to spin that off into another uh, publicly traded company uh, before we open up. So uh, that was uh, uh, kind of interesting. And, and the stock price was, well, it was liking that this morning. It's up 7% too. I'm going to assume that means they aren't doing as well in their business-to-business work as they are individual sales, and the stockholders are glad to get rid of it. Well, they're not getting rid of it because the shareholders are going to, the same shareholders basically are getting 100% of both companies. Oh. So they're not selling it. They're just splitting it, maybe to set it up for a sale down the road, but but they're going to split it into two companies and okay. same shareholders. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Resetting the table for the morning. It was a mixed day on Wall Street. Blue chips generally gained and the high-tech stocks generally lost yesterday. That's kind of the Reader's Digest version. 45 minutes before we opened this morning after a, a pile of economic news and an even bigger pile of earning reports, how are we doing before the trading begins? Yeah, Dave, i got to say the indexes look well, doing really pretty green this morning. We've got the Dow up a quarter of a percent. Uh, we got the S&P 500 up four-tenths of a percent, and the NASDAQ's up about seven-tenths of a percent. So everything's looking really pretty good on that index side. Uh, the commodity side, I mean, it's looking all right, too. Silver is trading down about a quarter of a percent, but gold's up uh, about a third of a percent. And then, Dave, I don't know what you did last night, but, uh, but crude oil is heading up a lot higher than I'd like to see it right now, up. 1.25% at $66.50 a, a barrel right now. That was that was big. Did you read anything that might have affected that number? Because that change that big generally is affected by a world event, and I didn't see any. I, I didn't either. I, I did not see any uh, any articles, any, any tidbits about uh, what's affecting oil prices. That's amazing. I got words I can't say on radio in response to that, too. <laughs> world markets, uh, by and large, the Asian rim was off probably on uh, reaction to our NASDAQ dip yesterday. Europe, on the other hand, is up, and some of those indexes substantially halfway through their day today. Philip, it's uh, unpredictable at times. You and I sometimes look at the numbers and say can't figure out what moved them necessarily either. That means stability in a retirement fund counts for a lot. How do I find you to get that stability? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 just to get a second set of eyes on your current portfolio to see what kind of risk you have, what kind of cost you're paying, all those type of things weigh in to risk and return. So those things are important. Uh, check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Hey, folks, I want to thank you again for joining us. And remember, you can always find out where we are by going to our website at statlerfinancial.com, whether we're on the radio in the morning, whether we're on the radio in the afternoon, or on the weekend. Hey, catch up with us. We're here. If you need us, we want to be a service to our community here in Highlands County in any way we can. Hey, take care and join us again tomorrow. Bye now.